Welcome to The Green Room, a show about shows. Hey, welcome to The Green Room. I am on the phone today with Emily. Hey, Emily, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good. I forgot my name. My name's Meg, and you're Emily. And we are here to talk about The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Episode 9. Now, we missed a couple weeks because it was the holidays. Uh, To go back and do episodes for that, I mean, like, I don't have a spare 40 hours. I assume you don't have a spare 40 hours. (laughs) So Listen, if the people want it, we'll do it. But we would just need to know that someone besides my mom and your neighbor was listening. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, So our plan is to talk about episode nine. We'll give context where we feel like it's needed, um, but we're not going to go through all the details of episode seven and eight as of right now. Now, Emily, I do have some goss before we dive into the episode. First thing is, you know, that video came out of Mary berating her congregation for not giving her enough money. Um, like everyone's it's the most insane thing it, it it's like did you watch that documentary on netflix about that cult that that like small smallville girl was in nexus oh nexus? the nexium nexium that's it did you watch that no i started the podcast and then i got distracted tell me about it Well, it's a bummer. I mean, it is a bummer, but it is fascinating because there's videos of, like, their leader and how he talks. And I'm like, that is Mary. Like, she is a cult leader. Yeah, she is a cult leader. And it's become, I think, a liability for the franchise. And now they've come out and been like, so actually, we never wanted Mary to be a housewife. We only ever wanted her to be a friend of the housewives, which is an actual term. Right, yeah. Uh, So from now on, she's going to be considered a friend of the housewives. I think that might mean she's not coming back for for season two. I'm like, here's the thing about Mary. Mary was gone for like episode six, seven and eight. Like she wasn't in any of the and she was barely in the last episode. Yeah. And I think it's because Mary has one storyline. And she's only interesting on one level. Yeah, and they've already Jen hates her. They've already like played it out. Like she already had her confrontation with Jen. They're still milking that for everything they possibly can. But we could get like maybe one more episode out of it, and then we're just left to feeling sad that there's this woman who lives in this giant house and is married to her grandpa. And I just I don't I don't even think it's fun to watch. No, Mary this time, also the thing about it that keeps coming clearer and clearer is, like, she's a mean person. And as much as you love a housewife who's a villain, like, they have parameters around how they're a villain, right? Yeah. Like, they maybe talk bad about their friends or they buy the same shirt as someone else, but they're not, like, the world's worst people. Like, Mary, I'm like, you're kind of the world's worst person. The way she talked to her housekeeper this episode bummed me out. It did not make me entertained. It just made me very depressed. Yeah, she's not a good or nice or even a decent person. Um, So that's the Mary stuff. Someone, a listener lives in Park City and reached out and said that she went for a walk by Meredith Mark's house on the show. And in the driveway was a 
car with a California license plate. They could see in the house. In the house was a family that was clearly not the Marks family. So Meredith is no longer living in that house. I don't know if that house was ever hers or if we have like a Jen Shaw rental house situation. It has to, right? There's no way. that There is nothing about that house that seems like Meredith from right. Get. Right. So, and like, why would she buy a house here? Like, Which just makes no sense. leads me again to why is Meredith even on this show? She doesn't even feel like a Utah resident. It feels like she travels here every so often to check on her store. Do you get that vibe? A hundred percent. Before when Meredith was really a snooze fest, I was really up in arms about it. Meredith's gotten more entertaining that I've been like, I'll let it go. Like the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, like they don't live in Beverly Hills. So I'm like, whatever. But it's not even like... She's Salt Lake adjacent. Like, her accent is Midwest. Yeah. Her attitude is not Utah. I just am like, it's not very Utah. And that's what this is. Okay, take it or leave it. Like it or hate it. Like, it is supposed to be about Utah norms and how they act. So that is sort of why I'm like, all right, Meredith, you're interesting. Your son's hilarious. But I would love to see, again, if I could advocate for a Huntsman adjacent, I just would love some real Utah royalty there. I would too. Uh, the other, this listener also was on the hunt for some Vita tequila. She tried a number of different restaurants who said they would never serve Vita um, until she finally went somewhere that served it. And she said she tried it and said, absolutely undrinkable. Well, I mean, are we surprised? That would be like, Meg, if I started like a dog grooming, no, it's worse than a dog grooming business. It would be like if I started a coffee company. Like, I don't know coffee. I don't have the experience with coffee. I don't drink it. I'm not around it. Like, what business do I have going and starting something that I know nothing about? And it's like, yeah, maybe Lisa's educated herself on it. But at the end of the day, she has like two years experience with tequila. It's like the amount of experience a 15-year-old and an 8-year-old have in men's grooming products. <laughs> okay, I we got to get into this because actually I wrote myself a big note this week about how I did for the first time actually really like Lisa. Really? <laughs> so now I'm dragging her for filth, but I was into her this episode. Tell me about it. Okay, well, first of all, it's a tough week to be a Jen Shop fan, <laughs> which... I am, and yeah. I stand by it, and I will always stand by it, but it, it was a tough week for us Shaw Squad yeah. members. Yeah. He was having a rough week, and not in a fun way, but I felt like Lisa was coming in with some solid burns, and <laughs> some. she was this week the right amount of drama and delusion without tipping <laughs> into Mary territory. Yeah, I mean, let's start from the top, and um, we'll get there. Um, we get Meredith and her children. Meredith's telling them about couples therapy. Now, was it last episode that she and Seth decided they're going to try and make it work? Um, yeah, yeah. Post, post, uh, heartbreaking runway for, you know, Brooks yeah. is a grown man. Everyone here knows I love Brooks, but he's a grown man who just needs his dad well, and he took it hard. I just the what the real tragedy for me was that he showed a collection that was just uh it was just the same sweatsuit over and over and over and over. 
that's it. I mean, and not only that, but the way he showed it was so embarrassing. Because he was, like, the leader and the people, the models behind him were jogging. And it just made me feel so uncomfortable. (laughs) I hated it. I hated everything about the Park City fashion show two episodes ago. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, why is Meredith Marks in a freaking Stevie Nicks for Kmart dress? (laughs) And why is Brooke jogging down the runway like he's a dog walker i hated it all i was so embarrassed for all of us can i tell you the dress i hated the very most was whitney's dress oh man whitney i will say this for whitney you always know what a whitney rose dress is because that couldn't have been more appropriate for her yeah but it wasn't even flattering like i it was no it was cut wrong. Like, who is showing in Park City Fashion Week? I know it's an event they made up for this show, but could we not have at least, like, gone to Neiman Marcus and pretended that a designer made it and had, like, some actual interesting clothes walking down the runway instead of, like, someone's home ec final that they get a B on? They were so bad. The outfits were so, so bad. It was... Were, I mean, he's a learning, he's a kid. They were so bad. I feel like, did he even make those sweatsuits? No, all he did was put masking tape on them. He bought, he went to, he went to Under Armour or like Canvas. Canvas is the one where you always get like, here's a plain sweatshirt, put your logo on it, right? He bought a bunch of the Canvas sweatshirts and sweatpants and then he took some tape and he wrote Brooks Marks on it and he put them on the sweatsuits. Yeah, and it was such a a direct, like, off-white, that cool street brand, you know? Yeah. I'm like, they do this. I've seen this. I've already seen this. Supreme does this. Like, it's not even, whatever. Nothing about the fashion show was interesting, except for that Jen brought a feather fan because she was hot, but wore a fur coat the whole time. Jen did have incredible lines when she saw Brooke's sweatsuit, and she said, is this it? (laughs) Oh, my. She spoke for all of us at that point. And she was like, I've had this sweatsuit for weeks. And then they cut to her wearing that sweatsuit yes. on the first episode. <laughs> Which, like, for as much as, like, Brooks got mad at her saying vagina, like, the fact that she wore your sweatsuit on national TV, you should be thank- you should be into her. You should want your mom to have a sleepover. Absolutely. It's like, hard for you in that way. Absolutely. Okay, so, but back to episode nine. Um, Jen is planning this surprise birthday party for Sharif. Because she read in a personal growth book that if you want love, you need to give love. I hadn't sensed any disturbance really in the Jen Sharif marriage up until this point. She had mentioned that he wasn't at her father's funeral and that had been hard for her. I didn't realize this was a lingering issue. Had you realized that? I felt like it was, yes. I, I did. When she, well, there's a couple of signs that pointed me to the fact that Jen has, and I don't, everyone's marriage has issues. I'm not trying to drag the shrubs. Not mine. I Mine's perfect. Really, <laughs> I mean, speak for yourself, but um, <laughs> Jen has some issues. <laughs> I do think that we could use some context clues with her huge, her huge entourage. The fact that she has, has to have so many people surrounding her and the fact that she has mentioned 19 million times that Sharif is gone all the time. Sure. I did feel like she was dropping us some breadcrumbs. That sure, like, sure, sure. But I also felt like people can live with that kind of marriage for many years and be like split into it's normal and it's okay. Yeah. And I kind of had hoped that Jen did that. But if nothing else became clear, it's that Jen might be, now hear me out, a little bit emotional. <laughs> 
And also a little bit emotionally unstable because a lot of stuff was really bubbling out. And again, I know I was like, it's not a great week to be Jen. Maybe the reason I like Jen is because I see a lot of my own emotional responses in Jen. Yeah. Without therapy, I would be Jen. <laughs> and if I drank, if I drank around my friends, I would be Jen, I think. So I can see where she's just like trying to lock it down, but things just are bubbling out and they're bubbling out on national TV. And I'm here for it, but also like nervous. Okay. So I've been thinking about this because I know when the cast was announced, uh, a lot of people asked me, and I'm assuming a lot of people asked you, why are we getting these women and why are we not getting the Mormon mommy bloggers that we all know who are all over Instagram? Those seem like the real, real housewives of Salt Lake City. And I think the answer is because if you had cast those women, you would have never gotten this episode. The climax of this episode is a drunken mess, which is really fun to watch uh, and train wreck. would never happen with some no, like no, if it was a Mormon cast. No, it's not even, and to me, it goes even further beyond the Mormon cast. It goes to, like, bloggers. You like a blogger because you like their aesthetic, right? Like, yeah. they look great. And maybe you want to hear sometimes that their kid's still serial. But the general vibe is they have a really aspirational life. Yeah. That you think that looks really pleasant. Those people aren't good TV, okay? They're not. They're not good TV. I don't, they won't get sloppy. And if people aren't sloppy on TV, how am I to judge that I'm better than them? Exactly. And then therefore enjoy the show. Exactly. It's not possible. Like you, and maybe that's why I haven't liked Lisa either. And I wondered about that a lot. And like, maybe I haven't been that into Lisa because I feel like she is putting this persona of herself out that is very, um, like, I have goals and I'm a little delusional, but never messy enough. So that is actually, because she is like, to me, teeters that world between like the mommy Utah bloggers we think of and this Real Housewives cast. Yeah. Well, and so she, like, it would be interesting. a lot of her Instagram is her with the bloggers, lunching with the bloggers, yeah. who are all significantly younger, which is interesting. It feels a little opportunist, which I mean, she runs a business, so maybe that's what you do. Maybe they're legitimate friends. I don't know. I don't under understand the dynamics of that world. I could never do what they do. They essentially run catalogs that are their life, which no, is hard. I don't I don't have the confidence for that kind of vulnerability. Yeah, or neither do I. The commitment. Neither do like I. if people want to watch me just watching TV at night, I don't I would say like all I do is watch, but I don't even want to put a phone on me while I watch TV. I'm just trying to relax, okay? Right. So it's, it's too much. Um, so the big plot point of this episode in the beginning is that Jen obviously is not inviting Mary to her husband's surprise party. Like, why would she? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even. And the fact that people are like, so are you inviting Mary? Like, no. Is, you know. Why would she? Is Jesus going to invite Satan to a party? Probably not. You know? So. Yeah. I mean, she just said she wanted to be shamazing incredible like none of that says mary cosby exactly so we find mary like you said she's berating her housekeeper because her housekeeper isn't vacuuming the corners of the hallway correctly you mean her housekeeper backslash her second cousin who she yep. doesn't know yep 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 who she makes wear a hairnet at all times now mary uh well we'll get into it more but I really just do think this person is unwell, and I think um, a germaphobe to an alarming degree, which, like, I think COVID has made us all germaphobes 
to a certain extent, uh, but she is next level. I think that if we, if there was, we only saw Mary for literally 95 seconds this entire episode. But the one thing that became abundantly clear is she is not even delusional. She is mentally unwell. This person is mentally ill. She's not well. Like Jen's emotionally explosive. Like Mary needs help (laughs) in like a different, and I don't mean someone she can make wear scrubs and a hairnet to degrade them every day. I mean, like she needs to see a psychiatrist and like look at some things because she, when she looks at the camera, there is a blankness behind her yes, eyes. It's like, terrifying. I don't know if she had a soul and if she sold it. I don't know what her deal is there, but I can tell you right now, there is nothing behind those eyes. It is dead. She is dead inside. And it's almost to the point, maybe it is to the point where I feel like she's being exploited, but then I remember how terrible she is to people and I don't feel bad, but then I kind of do feel bad. Yeah, I don't care that she's being exploited, if we're being honest, because she, like, here is my number one. It just can't. I know you don't need to talk about Mary more. My big issue with Mary, how she talks about Jen, how she talks about her life is, she complains constantly. They all want to talk about my grand, my I married my grandpa, blah, blah, blah. But you, all you ever talk about is that you married your grandpa. And you always do this weird smile about it. And you chuckled to camera. But she has brought it up on her own every single episode. Yeah, my grandma left me her empire, including her husband. And she says it almost like in a self-deprecating way. But she does it. She chooses to bring this up. And then she's mad everyone's talking about it. It's like, don't tell us that you married your grandpa. Mary, and not let us talk about it. Mary wakes up and chooses grandpa every day. She, that is the truth. She is too much. When she was talking today about her grandma's empire and she listed off daycares. Yeah. I what really was, was that? Uh, is it that one day? Do you know that one daycare that everyone talks about? Happy Kids Fun Time like, that's green on 11th yes. in Salt Lake City. Yes. I used to drive by it all the time. I'm like, she's, it's obviously that one, right? It has to be. It has to be. And what restaurants? She mentioned restaurants, and I got to know. Like, they've got to be, like, KFC chains, right? I mean, smart move if they are. But then I'm also kind of like, well, does Mary, I mean, I don't know. I I don't, I just have to say, I don't think I want to go anywhere that Mary owns. No. I don't like her. I don't want to support her. No. I don't want to support her tacky clothes. She was wearing the worst hot pink all outfit this episode. Mm-hmm. It was like some weird knit sweater top that she said she got from Milan and then goes, Milano. <laughs> <laughs> like the cookie. I was like, isn't that that cookie? <laughs> so and she was also wearing like Gucci boots that she's very thin. So they don't like hug her legs tight. You yeah. know, and they're just like that huge gap. Anyway, I didn't like anything about Mary. And I made me not like Whitney, who I've been rooting for. Because she's actually kind of hilarious, but she really, Mary dug her own grave and brought Whitney down with her this week. Honestly, I don't think anyone had a really, a performance they can be proud of this week. Maybe Meredith? Lisa. Lisa. You think Lisa? I don't know, man. The Spawn Con within the Spawn Con was a lot for me. Spawn Con? Like, they're at the aquarium, which they've clearly been sponsored content. Is Spawn Con. Oh, Spawn Con, Spawn Con. Uh, Yeah, no, of course. 
I definitely agree with that, but I will say this about Lisa. Again, at first I was like, I'm not in the Lisa. When Lisa got to the party and held her own and then, like, was talking about Whitney, that's when I was like, no, I'm in the Lisa. She's doing it this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Realized she's a real housewife. Because before I felt like she thinks she's a blogger. And so she's showing all these best sides and saying her worst parts are that she has high goals for herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this week was the first week that I'm like, no, she is a housewife. She finally understood the role she is taking on. Thank you. Uh, Before we get to the party, which I cannot wait, we have to talk about Heather and her ex-husband, Billy, who we meet for the first time. Oh, my God. This is not what I was expecting. No, 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 no way. I need, as soon as Billy came on, I was like, I got to know everything about this guy. Yeah. Because there is a weathered story. <laughs> Why? What is his, what is his deal? What is his deal? Like, did he just fall apart? I don't know. I don't get it. Why is he in Skechers? Why? The Skechers. The Skechers were rough. The <laughs> Skechers, Teddy Bear from CVS. Everything about it was rough. I still root for Heather, but this week she made it just a little bit tougher when she mentioned why she married her husband. I was like, girlfriend, you have spent almost an entire season trying to get us to feel almost like bad for you that your husband left you and that you don't know how to love, which I do feel bad about. But then in the same breath, you just admitted you only married him because he was tall and rich. Yeah, and cool. And cool. Like, the what, cool what thing. Cool. I'm having a hard time with the cool thing here. I just, I don't see it. Tall, sure. Rich, sure. Cool? I don't know. What? Also. It's like a, a scratch. He looks so old, too. On a show that needs drama and expects everyone to bring the most dramatic sides of themselves for its success, this seemed like a very healthy relationship to me. The They seem to have like a good rapport with each other, a good rapport with the kids. They seem very nice toward each other. I was just, I was expecting much more hostility between the two of them, and that's not at all what we got. Okay, that's so interesting because I watched that and was like, this is so unhealthy. Really? And Tell me why. I felt that way. Is because of what Heather says to camera. So I'm like, you feel a lot of different things. And instead of putting healthy boundaries with your ex-husband, like, we're not spending Valentine's Day together. Like, why in the hell? Why in the hell is Valentine's Day the day that you're like, let's bring this broken family together? It makes no sense. I don't care how special they were when you were married. Like, they're different now. Like, if your daughter's need to see their dad on Valentine's Day, send them over. But why do you need to be there to give yourself a gift in front of him? Anyway, that's one thing about it. But the bigger thing about it is Heather obviously has a lot of resentment towards her ex-husband. Very clearly, yeah. is really disappointed and has broke. I feel like she acts like he ruined her life. That is like the impression I get over and over again. It's like he left me. I stood up for myself and he left. And he sounds terrible. So why are you having this pleasant relationship with him? If he is that terrible, then have some better boundaries. Like there is one thing to be cordial and there's another thing to get together for a family event on Valentine's Day, a day for love. That's all I'm saying. Valentine's Day was weird. Yeah, it's so weird. You want to have Thanksgiving, like dessert, whatever. I still don't think that's healthy. This is being said from someone who has gone to many hours of counseling because I myself am in a blended family. And I feel like the best thing you can do for your kids is to have a good relationship with them 
and the other parent, but that is also encouraging an honest relationship with them. If your kids are, they're old enough, Heather, at this point, if they wanted to see their dad, they could see their dad. You don't need to advocate for that because all of a sudden you're just his wife again. And you got divorced for a reason because you stood up for yourself. But you're not standing up for yourself. Just had him waltz into your house with weird-ass sketchers and a teddy bear from CVS. Like, just say, no, we're not getting together. I just didn't like it. But it seems like she wanted to get together is the weird thing. Yeah, and that's my question is why? To make him happy, to make your kids happy, to have some delusion. Like, if maybe if I understood why she needed that, I would feel differently. But what I'm seeing is she's doing it because it's expected. And that's my number one issue with Heather. Like, just do you. You're great at flirting. You're obviously very sportsy, and I'm into it. Like, she is better than she sees for herself. That's interesting. Uh, I yeah. just really went off about that. No, I, I but though, I, I see your point. Why in the world, though, does this husband agree to be on the show? Yeah, that, that was <laughs> my... That was my question because on Watch What Happens Live after the first episode, she talked about how her husband asked, acted disgusted that she was on the show. But then I'm like, but wait, he's here. He's on it. Like the cameras are rolling. That makes me nervous. That's the whole thing that makes me very weary is that I don't think he understood that she was going to say all those things because I don't think he understands she feels that way. And that's where my that's where my issue comes up. Like stand up for yourself. Like, don't tell America that your husband withheld sex from you for a week because guess what? That's horrific, and yeah. he sounds like a terrible person, but then invite him over for Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's what bothers me, is I don't think this guy knows until this aired what was coming. And you know what? He probably sucks. I'm not sticking up for Billy. I just think have an honest relationship with your ex-husband. Don't just sweep things under a rug. Well, that that's and ki- then, I kind of like don't know how to trust it. Heather now, you know, because she's told yes. us all these things and then he's there and like she'll mention yes. things like, oh, but, you know, he's made sure that we're provided for. He wanted to make sure we still had a good life. And I'm like, you've told me he's terrible. What it sounds like mm-hmm. more to me is that you guys were incompatible, incompatible. And that's uh, why you very. broke up. And like may, maybe I don't have all the information. I don't know, but I I just feel like I'm being told two very different stories here. We definitely don't have all the information. And the thing about Heather, she is a walking contradiction. And I like Heather; she has grown on me. But there are at least one thing that happens in episode that I'm like, boom, wow, what the what is going on, Heather? Like that her talking about he's terrible, but he completely like you have a great lifestyle. Yeah, And then in the same breath being like, I only married him because he was tall, rich, and cool. I'm like, do you understand that you sound, maybe he left you and that's terrible how he did it, of course. But you also sound pretty terrible because you just admitted why you married him. If that were me, I would keep that bottle deep down. I would uh, never yeah. admit that to anybody. I mean, that's on you, Heather. All like, And I feel like she's trying to blame the church and, you know, sure, like, I'm. we're taught things that make us think that we need to perform a certain role but you're not not complicit in choosing a guy because you thought he was tall and cool and rich yeah you're not an idiot either so yeah. you are like she's very smart i don't know heather's like i can't wait to see what happens because next week it looks like she really gets also don't just stick up for your cousin with me. <laughs> this is your biggest mistake 
Oh my gosh, her. Like she might be your cousin, but I would maybe put a little distance. Heather at the party in this episode was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh, again, oh, 100%. we'll get there. But first, we need to talk about Whitney visiting Mary. Now, this is when Mary are wear- is wearing this terrible pink outfit. Like, the the pants are glitter pink. It's- They're so terrible. What did she? What were those pants? Were they Balmain? I yeah, she said that. Yeah, yeah. And her top she got from Milano. Um, Milano's my favorite kind of cookie. She you makes... Have, like, during Christmas, there's mint ones. Oh, those are good. The candy cane ones. I wonder if Mary knows about those. I don't think Mary Milano's. eats Milano's. She only eats three chicken nuggets at a time. Um, <laughs> Whitney comes over. She makes Whitney put on footies because Mary's like, I don't know where you've been. She says that she doesn't like people not wearing footies in her house because they could have thrown up and then walked through it. So, again, Mary is not well. Like, she's, I'm not a doctor, uh, but... Clearly, this woman has some stuff going on that she needs help working through, and she's not getting that. Oh, yeah. I'm also like, Mary, do you think this is a original idea to be worried about germs from shoes? Like, have you been to Asia? Like, this isn't new. Yeah. People do this. This is like, I don't know. Everything about it, Mary, annoys me. I'm not mad about taking shoes. Actually, you know what? I am. I hate taking my shoes off at someone's house. Just keep me to one room then and then clean if that's really your concern. Anyway, it really frustrates me. I hate taking my shoes off because sometimes your shoes are your whole outfit. Yeah. Ex- and then I look stupid in my socks, you know? Oh, yeah. You and make me take my shoes off. I have no more confidence because I'm wearing ugly socks. Yeah, I feel like it's a home court advantage situation. It's a real power move. It's the it's the host of the talk show having the higher chair is what's happening. Yeah, but she made her put on footies, which is even more embarrassing somehow. Yeah, especially over stilettos. Uh, so I'm also like, oh, you're worried about that 1980s green carpet? Okay, Mary. Yeah, uh, I mean, they did just vacuum that tile hallway, so... She, Whitney sees Mary's closet and is horrified, calls her a high-end hoarder, which is... Not wrong. Uh, that was, this is where Whitney gets to really annoy me because she is funny. Like, that was very funny and <laughs> so accurate. Like, you can see the mental illness in that closet. Yes. The very expensive mental illness. Um, yes. Then they, they start gossiping, and Mary mentions that both Lisa and Meredith have told her that they're afraid of Jen. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust Mary with any information that she provides me ever at any point. Oh my I can't with Mary. Remember Mary also told the most insane story about how her grandma was rich and her grandma also lived close. And so her grandma owned a house in Orlando. She has mentioned this Orlando house no less than nine times this episode. And her grandma was like, There's the nicest Dillard yeah. <laughs> Dillards. In Orlando, I really, and Mary says, then she flew me out to Orlando, gave me a bunch of money at Dillard's, and then she phrased it like a chicken with its neck cut. I know, I think she said, a chicken with a broken neck, I just ran around. And I'm like, what, what in the, what was that vignette we just saw? Because it was insanity in the story. (laughs) First of all, Dillard's is the most grandma store she could have said. Well, it explains a lot about how she dresses. 
it explains everything about how she dresses. Dillard's, oh, because they do carry some very expensive things there. But they're like the bad things that that designer made. Yeah, it's like the designer's like, I don't love this. This was a mistake. Send it to Dillard's. Make it $50 less. It's still $300, but we'll sell it to the Dillard's crowd. Dillard's is like, you just painted a picture of who you are to me. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You think you're... You think you're better than Mervyn's, but you're not. It's just more expensive. <laughs> I used to get all my shoes at Mervyn's, which, like, I thought Dude, was fancy because it wasn't Payless. Oh, a hundred percent. That's so accurate. I remember I got my first bra set for Mervyn's, oh, and I was yeah. like, this is it. Luxury. This, this is, is this Lug- is high society. That's a, bra- that's a bra with a bow, so watch out, world. I'm in Mervyn's lingerie. I'm 13, and I'm here. I have arrived, and Mary's <laughs> arrived with some... Why, what I would love to ask Mary, if nothing else, why do you want to go to Jen Shaw's party? Why? You don't like her. I know. I know. You just... It's like, I hate to do this, but, like, Clearly, your producers like be mad about you know like there's no other explanation. These two women don't like each other. They don't want to spend time with each other. They just need it why, for the episode. Yeah, but what producer was making her husband call it ignorant? I don't. Because does he know what that word means? I I mean, he also said that they're all jealous of Mary, and I'm sorry, no one's jealous of Mary. People are concerned I, I for Mary. I want to meet the person who's jealous of Mary. I, I really, there can't at this stage. Could I have been maybe at one point? I guess, I guess, but at this stage in knowing her, who is jealous of her? Yeah, it's wild. Um, anyway, Mary, Mary then says, everyone's scared of Jen. Yeah. And Whitney's like, oh, wow, this is information I can rely on and will deploy later in the episode. Uh, much to her demise. I think even... What'd you say? I said much to her demise. I think the most annoying part of that entire conversation was Whitney being like, I do feel bad. I should be a better friend to Mary. And it's like, Whitney, what in the world do you and Mary have to talk about when you get together? What do you guys have? Why do you even, like, if Whitney could tell me one reason she likes that person, I'll be dead in the street because Whitney does not like her either. No, nobody likes her. No one likes it. What is there to like? I mean, she does give you journals if you go to her parties. So, I guess the thing that I could like about it is I'll always look like not the craziest person in the room. <laughs> yeah. And it's you get fun thing. stories to tell at other parties that you go to. I was just like, of everyone here that Whitney is sincerely friends with, Whit- Mary is the very bottom of that list. Like, Mary's not going to go strip dancing with her mary might like bless her dad but she doesn't mean it she just wants to feel better than people i'm just really like whitney made her own bed yeah i agree because whitney whitney says oh jen and meredith said she didn't even really follow up on it that was the thing that was crazy to me that mary made the statement yeah jen and meredith i mean lisa and meredith both mentioned they're afraid of jen and Whitney's like, oh, really? Yeah, well, we should all say something. And I'm like, you didn't even question? Oh, when did they tell you this? In what way did they tell you this? What were the words they used to tell you this? You just accepted that at face value? She's like the OAN of sources, you know, or she's like Newsmax. Like, <laughs> don't yeah. turn it off. 
They're not. They're telling you garbage. Stop listening. They're not. This is not reality. She's it's just a story. Uh. So Whitney's a now. Whitney's got blends of great. I can't wait to see what Whitney does with this, and we will see. Oh, we will see. We will this see. Crazy. Uh, so real quick, we get Seth and Meredith just being super obnoxious and making all kinds of sexual advances toward each other in front of Brooks. Um, yeah, Brooks is us once again when he says, "I find it genuinely disgusting." <laughs> like, no, they're soulmates, but <laughs> yeah, I know they're soulmates. And they love each other, but I find it genuinely disgusting. <laughs> also, why was Seth so into Devonos? It's not like, I mean. I've never had it. Is it good? Where is it? Okay, I used to, it's on Main Street, like pretty high. You go pretty walk, pretty high up. Maybe it's not even directly on Main Street. It might be one block east or west. I don't know. I don't live in Park City. I'm from Murray. But I did go to Park City a lot as a kid. And yeah. I did go to Devonos. And it's. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. It's good. I'm like, is this better than Ohio pizza? Yeah, yeah, but I don't understand why that's. I don't get it. I also don't understand how this family of three grownups has like twelve pieces of sushi and a bowl of soup each for dinner. That made no sense to me. Yeah, agreed. Where's your meal? Um, might explain why they've been miserable for as long as they have. <laughs> They're hungry. <laughs> Yeah, and the fire, next thing we know, fire alarm's going back off again. Yeah, they're hangry. Um, Nothing works in that house. Whitney visits Sarah, I guess, on oh the, my God. the other side of daybreak. I don't know. I know. I was like, Sarah's, Sarah is awfully confident for someone who lives in, I think, Saratoga Springs. Yeah, uh, she's got literally the house everyone has. It's the white farmhouse with the hardy board. It's got the, you know, it's got the porch. It's it's just it's some accent colors. Every every Utah house right now, which like it's great, It looks great. It's just like throw a rock, you're gonna hit this house. Nothing um, about Sarah, if I may. Nothing about Sarah really screams class or money though. <laughs> so. I I mean I I'm just gonna say something bold. There's nothing about her that said to me. I just... Wow. Did you know she's a life coach? I will sign up. I have to sign up for that. It's, I uh, have to. She's got a website. Uh, it's, oh, my. What's it called? Let's see. I'll link to it here. Is yeah. it called, like, Shiz Sarah Says? Remember when she said, oh, my Shiz? First episode? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh here it is, here it is, here it is. Okay, she, it is rekindlelifecoaching.com, one-on-one coaching, Sarah MacArthur Pierce. I mean, she's on her third marriage, so I don't know. She's a certified life coach, mother of six, and a proud mental health advocate. Um, Whoa, yeah, wow. mother of six? Yeah, mother, well, I think because of, like, children from both spouses, Oh, she did, she's counting both. Okay, okay. All right, Sarah. So you can, let's see, the program, you go through acceptance, openness, willingness, manifestation, compassion, and pleasure. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a trip. This is a trip. You can make a payment on her website. Uh, so, yeah, that's what she 
does quote unquote for a living. Um, she's banana pants. She is banana pants. Also, she's saying on her website as a balanced yellow red personality. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. What a combo. Okay. Uh, she. Right. I think I'm yellow red, but I reject this. I'm just like straight up red at this point in my life. I feel like I used to be like a little bit of fun, a little bit of quiet. And now I'm like, this is the way things are done. If you don't do them this way, you are incorrect. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe I am just red. <laughs> I think that I think that age makes you more and more red because you just can't deal I with am red. People's I am nonsense. right. I'll always be right. Okay. <laughs> but, sorry. Really quick. I don't know if you scrolled down to the reviews, but here's a review <laughs> from Francisca. My experience with Sarah has been extremely influential and incredibly inspiring. After my sessions with her, I feel more positive about my future, and I am determined to accomplish my goals. She's taught me to live in the now, and that I'm deserving of things I want. Wow. What's really funny about that is Whitney's like, how's life? And she's like, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, she did seem like such a bum bummed out like it's life it's fun coach your own life sarah (laughs) it's your job sarah Sarah, i would love okay so they we need to ask people we know who went to high school with whitney if they know sarah i mean someone reached out they do know sarah um it's actually like i i think her story's a little tragic i don't know how much i should reveal but she like started out as like a fun mom and then she got deeper uh-huh. and deeper into QAnon, and she's become just, like, full-blown, like, patriots in her bio now. And that's, like, her whole thing. So what? she, like, she could have been there Wednesday at the Capitol, you know? But what, but my question here is... Sorry, I keep hitting the mic. What happened to her other two marriages? I, I mean, who knows? Oh, man, I gotta find out, because... I do know that Sarah was, like, supposed to be a friend of the cast, and we've only seen her. But there was another lady I know that was supposed to be a friend of the cast that I have also heard what is not because she's real QAnon. I don't know if it's true. Oh, is that so why? I don't, go to, I don't go to QAnon boards, but you know Kelly Dodge. She's from the Real Housewives of Orange County. Yeah. She's, like, very into that lifestyle. Are they going to keep her? She, I think she got canceled. Okay. I mean, like, not as in canceled culture. I think... They fired she, her. I think she got fired. Well, she also said that COVID was thinning, thinning the herd. That's her. But That's she right. She was on yet. Watch What Happens Live. That's right. And she has not been fired yet. Okay. I, I personally, as someone who watches The Real Housewives of Orange County, hope she never gets fired. She is such good TV. She is a lot on back she makes mary though look like just mentally ill like she's crazy but she knows what she's doing anyway i heard that sarah sarah she, sarah says which i really hope she changes her instagram to, <laughs> and other potential had gotten removed because it was like they're not kelly dodd kelly's been on the show for years yeah Take her away would be rough, but these have never started, so it's easy to edit them out. I mean, they, it w- I mean, if she was on the cast right now, they'd be having to answer for a lot, you know. And I, I think they probably made the right move by not casting her, given everything yeah. that's happened in the last little bit. But 
but I will say this. It is an interesting lifestyle. Yeah. Like, I don't think you have to, I don't think Bravo needs to be like, we agree with her, but like, just show me her story. I am really interested in it. Yeah. Let me judge myself. Um, I just know Sarah has the world's worst advice. Um, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but I'm like, I wrote a note to myself that said, these two bimbos have the world's worst life decision. Um, saying, hey, like, is that not the correct term? No. And I know it's derogatory. <laughs> and I know. No, I if know you get a boob job weird. that big, bimbo's going to happen. Like, you, you've got to know that that's what you're going to be And called. you know what? They probably have a zone of genius. But <laughs> confrontation and choosing a moment is not it. Because the two of them, between eating apple slices and just raw pecans, have decided when Whitney should bring up that everyone hates Jen is at her husband's party, which her, she just told her ad nauseum how important this party was and meant a lot to her. And so Whitney decides with, with Sarah, the world's worst life coach, oh, you know what? I should bring, I should bring up these complaints at that party in front of all of Coach Shaw's friends. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. mean, I've never, this is what happens if you just eat Apples and, and pecans. pecans. Your brain pecans right out working. of the the Costco bulk bag. Like they're not toasted, they're not sweetened. They're just pecans. She literally, and I like to eat raw nuts. Not no, but like on top of cake <laughs> yeah. or in a dessert, a salad, sure. But she's just throwing handfuls of raw nuts from this bulk bag on top of cut apples. <laughs> And wine, I think. I mean, that's their whole meal. Uh, the other thing uh. is, she has a mat that Whitney punctures with her stiletto heel, and she said, "Oh, I bought that for the maids." Like she, <laughs> like there's like a Downton Abbey basement in this daybreak home where her maids live. It's like, no, you have a housekeeping service that probably comes. I don't know, maybe daily, but they're not your maids. Yeah, I would thank you for bringing this up because halfway through the show when Sarah mentioned that, I was like, I, listen, I I pay someone to come clean my house occasionally. Yeah, I same. would never call him my maid. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I hire deep cleaning service. Like, they keep calling people maids a lot. And it's, you know, from what I've seen, only... Because don't you remember, Meredith also had a housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Meredith, like, Meredith, I believe, is there every day. Sarah's yeah, in I daybreak? That. I don't think so. Sarah, on your third marriage, which I would love to know, which marriage are you for him? Because if mm. you're his first, wow. Oof. Oof. Wow. Oof. I mean, uh, we gotta, we more gotta... than likely. Go on. And you know, Sarah doesn't get alimony if she got married. To, from her second from husband. Her, from her first or second. As soon as you get married, you don't get out of them. Oh, I didn't so know like, that, but that makes sense. I mean, you that's standard. People can write in stuff, like really rich people. But, like, the standard in Utah is you pay alimony for a certain amount of time. But if you get whoever, if a wife, if she's the one getting alimony, if she gets married before that, you don't pay alimony anymore. You still pay child support. But okay. anyway, that's always what fascinates me the most about these wives. <laughs> who are on their like third husband i'm like how many wives does that husband have because he could be supporting like three wives at this point i mean it's a pretty nice house 
there in daybreak, so. I guess you have to live in daybreak. I'd rather, listen, I'm going to say something and I'm not going to regret it. I would rather be poor in Salt Lake City than rich in daybreak. Guess what? Everyone in Salt Lake City is poor, so not a a hard (laughs) ask. But I would prefer it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Emily, about my house. My house is tiny and falling apart, and but it's in Salt Lake City, and so it's like worth more than a daybreak house. Like the the discrepancy between Salt Lake City and daybreak, I'm not sure that we've represented it well enough. Like how wild it is that we have daybreak being shown on the Real Housewives of Park City or of Salt Lake City. It really. It really is bonkers because to me, but do you know the other day I went to Harriman for some reason uh-huh. and I started zillowing out in Harriman, which to me, sorry, I'm so sorry to the person I saw in daybreak. I mean, Harriman, if you listen to this, I would rather be in Provo than in Harriman, which Provo, I don't love. Yeah. I live here. Yeah. It's got some charm, but I, I'd rather move to Wyoming than live in Harriman. Either way, I was doing Zillow out there, and those houses are expensive. Like, it's insane. Really? Yeah, they were like, a townhouse was like $500,000. Oh, boy. Like, the property out there is just as expensive. But still, there is something about Daybreak and these other places that are just like, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a snob. (laughs) Just do it. They just say, like, new money but not even it's like mlm money mm-hmm. well i mean you justin know, runs like life vantage which is yeah. just yeah, yeah. pills they're just vitamins we're like you made a lot of money probably really quick but it's also if life has taught us anything it's gonna also bubble pretty yeah. quick and then all of a sudden you've got a five hundred thousand dollar house in west utah and a maid i get to keep up <laughs> yes and I guess the maid. Anyway, I, whatever. Who cares about that? Then we go to Lisa. Lisa, Lisa at the aquarium. Lisa at the aquarium, which I have wanted to do that penguin experience. It's expensive. Emily, I ask for it for my birthday every year. <laughs> no. No. Yes. No, and I've never no. gotten it. I Because it's expensive. And, if someone really loved me, they would make yeah. it happen. I just, mean, just saying. I, did your husband listen? Steven, who edits these episodes. Steven, Steven, <laughs> what if we could wait? How expensive do, is it? I gotta look it up because I was like, I have looked at this before, and I have thought, like, wow, I would love to do that. Yes, we. It's it's the dream. Like I've always wanted and, to do this. And he, they're just doing it on like a Wednesday. Yes, I know. And you know the aquarium was like, come do this thing so it can be on the show. And I'm like, this is the first time I've ever been jealous of these women. But Meg, you did get um, a Harmon's gift card. I did get a Harmon's gift card. Shout out Harmon's. Who is to say? Your neighborhood grocer. also. Okay, so if you're a member of the aquarium, which you could find a member, it's actually only $200. See, see, I mean, like... I hate Steven. to sound 1% here, but 200 I thought you were going to tell me it was like a grand. I think I thought I was going to, too. But it's only, now, if you're not a member, it's only 250 Meg, holy hell. If you can get 200 oh, per family from the same household up to 10 people. Okay, let's say you and I live in the same house. Who's to know? Who's going to know the difference? <laughs> we-, we could split that. <laughs> 
we're gonna we're gotta do it. I mean, are they open during COVID? They might have. They might not be doing it during COVID. No, they did. They're saying face coverings are required. I I would I think that's better. If you're gonna be around all those penguins, you should wear face coverings. You don't. You know. Okay. Well, here's the real kicker. Here's where they really get you. You also do have to buy an aquarium ticket, admission ticket. I mean, but if you have a pass, right? Here's the thing about the aquarium. Now, this is not an aquarium podcast, and we should probably move on after this. But by the time you buy a ticket for you and your children, you've essentially bought a pass. So you might as well just buy the pass and then get the lower rate. If you use it like um, twice a year, it works. It's giving point. It's like just always buy the pass. Yeah, just get the pass. That's actually a very important thing I've learned as a mother. Just buy the pass. Because if you go more than once, I've got three kids. If I go more than once, I will have saved money by buying the pass. No, on my end, I was saying, yeah, just buy the pass of Thanksgiving point, too. It's the same, you guys. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, enough about passes. And um, let's talk about Fresh Wolf. Okay, yeah. Here's the thing about Lisa's kid. I can't decide how I feel about him. I know he's only like seven or eight, but is he precocious or does he just know he's on TV? I think, you know, I think it's a little bit of both because he's always doing that, like, punch things around him move, which I think an uh-huh. eight-year-old boy, that's a go-to. I'm I'm kind of in a nervous situation. I'm not sure how to act thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The older kid, yeah, I, 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 that's, a, that's a rough time of life when you have the face of a child but the voice of a man. Like, I want to give him a couple years, height. you know? Yeah, I... I think um, when he was wearing a turtleneck, I thought, this kid will probably be handsome one day. It's a good look. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, just, but, like, I'm just really glad that there was never a camera on me when I was 15, um, you know? 13, dude, 13 through, like, 17. We to, whenever we go to Heather's house, I'm like, thank heavens I was not a 13, 12-year-old on TV. Yes. It's, it it's would just be rough. Tough. It's tough. We need to give these kids time to grow into themselves before we put them on TV because it is a rough a new generation of TV raised reality kids because now these kids so Lisa's kids want to start a business Fresh Wolf okay Um, I just doesn't that doesn't Fresh Wolf make you think of like a wet dog I don't personally get into Fresh Wolf it just makes me think of a I thought it was just like a like act body spray i thought it was maybe like a you know how they have those weird different scents mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i did find their website so and the fresh wolf website is lots of typos independent lots of typos headline independent period <laughs> wild period free oh, no. <laughs> displaced use oh no it's i know back to foster and displaced use but displaced is with an s like the- <laughs> bad i mean bless them bless their heart i do like again i'm a big fan of lisa this week i do like that lisa's go get him attitude i mean i when she was talking about like in our family we don't just have ideas we do that i'm like you know what i want to be annoyed by that because the pretentiousness but i could use a little bit more of that myself man you're a doer you do a lot i'm a, a dreamer i dream a lot i never do so i was like you know what that's good. Good for you, kids. I wish you the best. I won't buy your products, but I'm interested in seeing how they go. I mean, but, like, they can't do this without the financial backing of Lisa. Yeah, I'm just like, 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She seems exhausted. And how does and how does Lisa um Anyway, I don't know. I would love to get into their finances. I also want to know why in the world Lisa called her jewelry ice. I hated it with a passion. I think she was trying to be hip hop. So they're all getting ready for this party for Cherie's birthday party. The theme of which is golf Mm -hmm. and hip hop, which. Okay. Okay. (laughs) What a combo. Um, so they're like trying to get ready and look hip hop. And I mean, they're a group of middle-aged white women who live in Utah. That's a big ask. Meredith doesn't even come close. She's in like this Fendi business casual work power suit. Um, she didn't even wear the full power suit. Like, I do think if she would have leaned in, like Brooks was like, no, wear everything Fendi. But she was wearing just a Fendi trench coat. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, like, what am I defending here? There is no way in this good green earth, Meredith, Lisa, Whitney, or Heather, much to her own syringe, 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 Sh- chagrin, <laughs> much to her own chagrin. <laughs> neither option. <laughs> neither of those options. Anyway, as much as to, to Heather's chagrin, none of them. There wasn't a prayer in the world that they were gonna like hip-hop yeah yeah and i mean maybe <laughs> meredith was smart to just be like i'm only gonna look like an idiot if i try here which is i'm they kind of all did so maybe i should just dress how i want to dress and wear the I mean, trench coat they all looked so dumb they all looked dumb even Jen, who I love, I thought she was serving us Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation for almost the entire episode. I don't know how I missed her saying Beyonce. And is that actually Beyonce's jacket? I Well, that's what she kept saying. And I, I don't know. That's incredible if that's the actual jacket Beyonce wore during the halftime show. Or if it's maybe it's just the same designer. I bet it's just the same designer. I bet she just bought. I bet she just bought that. I mean, she looks great. It was worth not eating, I guess, because Jen is serving a great look. Yeah. Um, it's a little much for your husband's good friends, but whatever, <laughs> teach their own. Um, this is the most hilarious part of this entire episode. I don't know how we spend an hour on everything else because the best part of the entire episode is Cherie thinking they're going to Popeyes. <laughs> so, excited. Being, so excited. So to excited to go to Popeyes. <laughs> Teresa's excited about Popeyes as the rest of Utah is. And that was fun to see. Good for you. I like, I just really like Sharif. He's very likable. My husband was watching this while it was happening with me, which he doesn't usually pop in. But he was saying, like, he just is very likable. I'm like, he is. I would be recruited. He has, there are sometimes when you hear someone's job and you're like, that is the perfect job for you. That's how I feel about Sharif. Recruiting, that's the perfect job. He inspires. He's good. Got a good speaking voice. I'm into Sharif. When Sharif found out they were going golfing, his effort to be, like, excited about that's it. That's so oh, man. fun. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That, what a guy, man. What a guy. You know who else? Great performance this episode. Stu Chains. Stuart. Wait, who did you say? Stu Chains. Stuart. Okay, same person. <laughs> Stuart. I knew that was coming. Stuart. Stuart. Like, Right, cool. He's got like it's not a fedora, it's not a bucket hat. It's somewhere in the middle. Uh and he's got a kangle. It it might be. It might be. Uh and he's got some big gold chains. He's looking so great. Our friend Stuart, friend of the show. Can't get enough. Um I can't get enough of Stuart. I only wish we would have seen Stuart's wife. 
I know. I, I mean, if I really want to see. My guess is Stuart's wife does not want to be on this show. Um, can't blame, blame her. her. So, but she did look awesome, and I was like, Stuart is the only person here who understands hip hop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stuart. And Whitney's wearing Stuart. like a robe size from '86. Like, they just they really struggled here. Lisa's got like a fanny pack, and that's the only hip hop thing about her. I just. Oh. Heather's got Whitney a severe put, I mean, BPL through some sweatpants. I, I, yeah, yeah, those visible panty lines, like visible thong line. That was yeah. intense. Yeah, it was um, rough. Heather put on, she braided her hair. Good for her. Uh, yeah, they all look so so embarrassing. The only thing more embarrassing was that I there have been a few times on this show that I'm like I'm so embarrassed to be from Utah. One, the architecture, which we brought up. To now the husband, this uh, this male representation of Utah really bums me out. You know, we're better than what they're showing. And third, this dance battle. <laughs> this dance battle is the most embarrassing thing to happen to me as a Utah. I'm humiliated yeah. by their dancing. It's, it's so embarrassing. It's very much like you're at a middle school dance. Everyone makes a circle, and Whitney's the girl who thinks she's a good dancer and hops into the middle. When she's like, I think she's just doing the stuff she learned in Zumba class, but it's like Zumba, but oh. make it sexy. This is when Lisa really won me over because Lisa says, Whitney's, at, Whitney's showing us her dance from junior high, her choreographed dance from junior high. And I'm like, that is the most accurate. It's exact. Like Whitney's like, and one, two, three, four, one, two, yep. three, four, yep. pop and lock. And she was on drill pop, team. Right? You can tell. She's too much. Lisa says Whitney needs a lot of attention. It's like, really? A real housewife yeah. needs a lot of attention? Tell me more about that. Uh, but like, yeah, and I was like, you're right, Jen. <laughs> I just, I mean, I'm a huge Lisa fan. I was like, Lisa, you nailed it. She does. Good and bad. She does. You're right. Anyway, Whitney is just as bad, if you can believe it. Whitney's just as bad as confrontation as she is a dancer. <laughs> well, it doesn't help that she's had a lot to drink. Like a... Before this even started, she can't get a sentence out. And she's got two drinks in her hands. She's like double fisting these drinks. She decides now's now's the time she wants to talk to Jen. She goes over to Heather, talks like an inch away from Heather's face because she's too drunk to like understand personal boundaries. And she's like, hey, come help me talk to Jen. And Heather's like, okay, let's let's go. Oh, man. Well, because remember... Whitney and the and the bimbo crew have decided, let's talk to Jen in the middle of a party about something you know that's going to make her mad. And not only that, I honestly think Sarah helped her write out a speech because Whitney <laughs> starts de- delving into like lines, like she's recited lines, and no matter how much she's practiced. She's just too drunk to get him right. She keeps trying to say, and the best part of this entire thing was how she kept repeating, you know, this is how she did it too. Meg, this is an impersonation. <laughs> Jen, Jen, you know me. I'm a straight, I'm a straight shooter. <laughs> and I've always stuck up for what I, I always stick up for what I think is right. Like that is how Whitney is trying to have a conversation with Jen. At her husband's birthday party. But she it she can't so... she can't get it out. She'll start saying something and then she just stops and kinda looks at Jen 
like like her mouth is moving faster than her brain and her mouth isn't moving very fast and so her brain is like mm-hmm. clearly she's struggling she's had what? too much to drink so heather tries like, to jot and jump in and help her and say like listen we've heard that uh meredith and lisa are scared of you and you know i mean jen reacts how you would expect jen shaw to react given that information in the public place well yeah and it's even worse because she's like Meredith and Lisa told Mary they're scared of you. It's like, oh boy, you just what 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 was happening? And then Whitney just stands there like a deer in headlights, which she proclaims herself. She does like only like a deer in headlights. And then Heather's like, bye, see you guys. Yeah, Heather literally walks away from the confrontation. She physically removes herself and walks a few feet away where she can't get hurt. She started that. She started that. And then Lisa and Meredith are like, are they screaming? And it's like, is it a housewife party? Of course they're screaming. But not only are Lisa and Meredith like, are they screaming? The whole party is like, are they screaming? And this is where I am like, woof, rough time to be a Jen Shaw fan. Because she loses her cool on a level that is so embarrassing to see someone do in front of people. I mean, and it's not just people. It's the his old friends and family that have flown in for this event. Like, the wife of oh, the kids. former coach is there. Like, people they really respect and you know mean a lot to Sharif. Like, it's one thing yeah, to do this I, at a dinner, yeah. you know, with at Valter's in front of Valter. Like, that's a shame, but it's three people, Valter <laughs> and the two waiters. But this is like everyone who's ever mattered to Sharif. And she's throwing a tantrum, throwing drinks, like yelling Go the on. F word. And I, I just really bummed me out. And it, it got, it started bad. It got worse, obviously, but it starts bad. Whitney drops this weird bomb. So Whitney stirs a pot that the pot wasn't even out on the stove. Whitney literally walked to your lazy Susan, twirled it around, grabbed a pot out of it, slowly filled it up with water, and then set it out. Like, she was insane, the drama she decided to pursue tonight. It was insane. So Whitney does that. And then what I really did like, though, is Lisa did handle it. Lisa was like, let's talk to the side. I'm not scared of you, period. We're done. Okay, great. That's done. What I really wanted Lisa to say is, like, I never even talked to Mary Cosby. I think she's a grandpa intercourser as well. I'm on your team, but she did it. Because I'm like, anyone who is sticking up for Mary, I literally cannot respect at this point. I can't. Do I think Jen shouldn't have called her a grandpa? And a, yeah, okay, whatever. We've already been through that. It was not the best move. But I can never, I won't abide sticking up for Mary. Mary doesn't need someone to stick up for her. She needs someone to give her, like, an inpatient health exam is how I feel. So while Lisa is away handling business, Whitney decides to tell Meredith out of nowhere because she's being honest because she always sticks up for what's right that Jen was talking crap about her marriage, which that happened the episode before. Whitney and Jen are in some weird workout clothes, mm-hmm. the weirdest clothes I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Lots um, of side boob. So the side boob workout clothes, like gently lifting weights, and Jen tells Whitney, you know, I know that Meredith 
is getting it somewhere else. If you're not getting it, and I guess it is sex, if you're not getting it at home, you're going to get it somewhere else. Jen tells this to Whitney. It's very weird. It was a bad, bad move on Jen's part. But let's just remember again, she is not a real person. She is a housewife. So in that term, it is a classic housewife move to do this. They always throw their marriages out under the bus. So that happened that happened and Whitney has been holding on to it and she decides now's the time I'm going to tell Meredith because I just think things so bad with Jen to deflect off of that I'm going to tell Meredith that Jen talks crap about this so then that really provokes itself Meredith just says she's leaving Jen's like why are you leaving Meredith says it's time for me to remove myself from the situation which she does. Meredith. That's Meredith's move. Which and she, then again, I'm like, why is this person on the Real Housewives? Like her boundaries are too good. Words, you took the words out of my mouth because, like, she does. She removes herself, which is not what you do. We don't care about that. We want you to get messy. Take yeah. off your trench coat. Get messy, Meredith. But she leaves. Jen flips. She's throwing cups. Jen's son has to calm her down. It was so hard to watch because I just am like. Yes, they're housewives, but those are actually her real friends. And the episode before, we did see Jen and Sharif, and I did think this is a very nice couple. Yeah, They yeah. seem good together. Yeah. They do seem like they even each other out. He seems to know her flaws. He accepts them. She seems to know their flaws. He, she seems to, like, have some issues, but she's doing good. Like, I felt like this is a good marriage. And then tonight, I felt like oh, I am bummed out. I know. Sharif, at the end of it. The, the son is like, what just happened? And Sharif really sums it up best. And he said, your mom got drunk and it's over something stupid. Something stupid happened. <laughs> and he's not wrong. Oh, he is not wrong. He, Sharif just summed up the entire premise of The Real Housewives. Yeah. They got drunk and then something stupid happened. Yeah. And then one of them leaves in a luxury vehicle. Like you just, yep, that's the entire show. My Every week on repeat. Really what made this episode for me was Whitney, after the confrontation, finding Justin and trying to explain what happened. But she is just so completely sloshed. She can barely get it out. And he says, what, what's going on? She says, they effing won't own the truth. And that's that's the honesty. Oh, my gosh. That's the honesty, Emily. <sighs> That's the honesty. That's the honesty. Yeah, she just like she always sticks up for what's right, which I'm like, you don't care about Mary Cosby, <laughs> and that's why next week I'm already nervous because I feel like Heather's about to get dragged down in this. She's about to die on Whitney's. Deal I I just of like let's still act for Mary. I I don't want to live in a glass house and cast stones, but to to claim that you always stick up for what's right, like you you had an affair with a married man, like I I just the. The moral compass, I, I don't know that it's the one I would buy from the camping store. You know, like, I, I feel like there are more reliable compasses that are going to point me toward what's what's right. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I, I mean, I'm just nervous about next week. I don't want to see Jen apparently sprays water on the camera. Uh, then the cameraman said, why did you do that? She said, that's what you get. I mean, I would also be upset if someone was filming me in a bathtub, let's be honest. I think that's going to be incredible. I can't wait. I am nervous. I really hope Heather 
you don't listen. If Whitney was my cousin, I would probably be like, "You're on your own. See ya." Yeah, it doesn't involve me. Bye. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. And also, do they take the cast trip next week? And are they going to love a hot springs? Because you know, the Real Housewives went to France from Beverly Hills. They, went to, <laughs> they gotta go to France. Are we going to Lava Hot Springs? Because I heard I'm Vegas. Be... Maybe this was a pit stop on the way. I don't know. Where is Lava Hot Springs? I don't even know. I've never been. Isn't it in Idaho? I was weird. I don't know. I've also never been. I know I'd probably rather live there than Daybreak, but I've never been there. <laughs> I'm sure well, we I'm sure we have listeners in Daybreak. Daybreak is a lovely place. Does that no make comment. me a sellout? I, if I'm like I think listen. My whole family has made the move to South Jordan, Daybreak, Harriman, and they have very nice houses. They're very convenient grocery stores. They yeah. live much closer to a Harmon's or Target than I do. Yeah. And that's what I'll say about Daybreak. <laughs> and with that, um, this has been episode nine of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Thank you for listening to The Green Room. Please remember to leave us a good rating and review. Subscribe to the HiveMind newsletter, hivemind.substack.com. You can get links to this podcast and the rest of the HiveMind podcasts and recaps we do during the week. We will be back next week with an episode 10 audio recap. Uh, And we will see you then.